So hello and welcome. Uh, I guess if anybody listened to the first episode, um, you were either listening to this on YouTube or iTunes, which I finally got this podcast on um, after a really long, uh, for lack of a better phrase, ball ache uh, to try and get it onto iTunes. It's quite difficult when you don't use like an external app or something. Um, I this this will be episode two. Uh, I'm gonna have a lot of episodes on YouTube, but I'm gonna cut those out and, and forget those. They're all quite bad quality. And um, actually, surprisingly, I'm I'm joined by a, a very special guest of mine um, here to tell us. Well, here to discuss all sorts of discussions, really. <laughs> um, so I'll hand over to you. This is my friend Dan. Hello, I'm Dan. It's very nice of you calling me a, a, a special guest. I was more thinking I was some are. sort of like bog standard guest, but special. Hey, special. I'll take and I'll, I'll, I'll take it as in a non-special needsy kind of special way. You're you're like the first um, non sort of regular guest because when I was doing the ones on YouTube, right? Um, I actually had the same people on like every time, and it was just sort of like a mix and match, and we tried to find like a really good dynamic. But I sort of realised mm. actually. I have a lot of good dynamics with people I know in real life. Yeah. And I thought it might be better to just have conversations with those people and just sort of let them decide what we talk about. Because I, I like talking, you know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I like the whole experimental nature of, uh, of what we're doing. And in, yeah. uh, indeed, you know, the, the discussions we've had before we, uh, before we sat down and, uh, and turned the microphone on is very much been in a deliberate kind of let's not over schedule it or let's not over yeah. kind of like, like formulize this whole. Uh, uh, this podcast. Let's just let's just riff with it. The whole point is, it's yeah, a, exactly. it's a bit of a brainstorm. Exactly. The uh, yeah, the idea is uh, okay. So so just to uh, to bring you up to speed, uh, listeners, uh, <laughs> with the idea. I am. Um, I've always been intrigued by the idea of skill, the idea of learning skills, the idea of displaying skills, the idea of showing off with one's skills. Um, I think that's why a lot of people enjoy. Um, watching sport and you know yeah it's definitely yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's what attracts a lot of people to actually I think that's what makes people famous like for example mm. you know Bill Gates he was you know very skillful in creating computers and, and a programmer so I guess he yeah, became yeah. like this famous guy who had a lot of money and I guess like I don't know too much about football but like <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo Wayne Rooney you know like huge footballers like mm. Messi now and, and like Neymar and stuff like that like they're just so amazing at their field oh, yeah. like that's that's like true skill that you like sort of train for I guess but yeah. that's not really what we're here to talk about yeah, but if we, bring, if we bring right up to sort of the 2010s you know you're talking about X Games yeah exactly you're, you're, oh, you're, yeah. And, and generally this, this whole phenomenon which I haven't understood until about 20 seconds ago yeah. um, of uh, actually millions of kids watching other kids playing computer games i mean to me oh, yeah. you know i'm in i'm in my my, my early 40s yeah. computer games to me was atari vcs 2600 <laughs> we're talking pac-man we're talking yeah. you know you know I, I pretty much stop where sensible soccer and sort of like early mario kart uh, kicked in so i don't really get the idea of watching uh, other people play Video games, but now yeah. as we're as we're talking about it again, it's yeah. it's the same theme of appreciation of skill. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I'm I'm a person who's quite well versed in. I guess they call it esports because it's like you know uh, esports. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they're called. And I Not know X a lot games of are something totally different. That's the kind that's of the, the isn't that the skateboarding. I think isn't so. X yeah, games yeah. Is like, anyway, um, esports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, e-sports. so esports is like it, it's quite amazing because obviously people just come in they have like these innate abilities i think actually a lot of people being good at games is just driven by things like hand eye 
um, like the ability to react very quickly, just like general skills mm. that you might use in your day to day. Like I don't know if you if you do martial arts. This yeah. is a very obscure like connection, but if you do martial arts and you practice reaction speeds and and you know like how quickly you can react to things, yeah, it's quite yeah. amazing. So um, I, I guess think it's a really really appropriate uh, yeah. analogy. <laughs> Um, there, yeah. There's a specific game called uh, League of Legends, which is quite popular, played by a couple of million people across the world. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like the professional players, they they listen to like sound cues because so just by the nature of the programming of the mm. game, the sound cues um, uh, obviously take less to render than the actual graphics. Uh, so sound okay. cues yeah, are yeah. faster than I think the sound cues in the game can be somewhere between like half a second or less. And right, right. some of the professional players can react almost to that speed mm, mm. Um, or even faster, which is absolutely phenomenal. Like you think about it and you're training a, a skill to be able to react so quickly to, to something that is merely just a sound cue, which oh, is yeah. insane. No, it's, um, you, know, you can imagine if, you know, if we're talking half a second difference, I mean, the generally kind of recognized uh, sort of speed of human reaction is... Yeah. is is quarter of a second. It's not point two five seconds. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know. That. So uh, yeah, if you yeah if you if you set off uh, in a hundred meters dash, yeah, not point less than not point two five seconds after the gun has gone, it's automatically assumed that human reaction reaction can't do that, and 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 it's a false and it, start. And it just oh, even really? if even if you set off afterwards, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So we're drawing that back. If you can gain that extra sort of time, yeah, you know, if it's like half a second that you you you, you can gain. Minus the you know your your reaction time, it gives you a, a big advantage against your computer opponents or your your real some mano mano opponents. Um, so yeah, I can totally see that, and uh, yeah, as well as as well as the reaction, I think more than anything, again with sport, with uh, uh, with e games, whatever it may be, um, <laughs> it's, I still can't get the phrase e- right. E games sounds like such an odd like yeah. yeah esports it's just it's weird that it's become this thing yeah because yeah. it's you know they um a couple of games that they actually showed on espn like actual espn oh really oh, okay. yeah they showed um i think it was the the dota 2 internationals i think it might have been like last year or something they showed on espn but it's crazy because yeah. like you think there's a lot of money in like in football mm, which mm. which there is you know we're talking like hundreds and billions even sorry yeah but even in esports, like um, in one of these international tournaments, the prize pool was like seventeen million dollars. Wow! And and one of the one of the players for one of the teams that won was a sixteen year old kid, and he immediately became a millionaire. Jeez! How insane! Well, yeah. he, very close to a millionaire at least. I think uh, he, he made upwards of eight hundred thousand from that one international wow. tournament, which is phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, at sixteen. Yeah. Apart from like you know maybe six or seven sports you know we're talking like the major american sports and football possibly rugby there's not many sports that you can play one tournament and make a six-figure yeah you know there's very few maybe like the world championship snooker if you're a hockey player you know you're barely making your wage i don't even know where professional field hockey exists but esports is there so it just shows that like skill and appreciation of skill is out there. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is. Mm. I mean, what I particularly want to want to look at here, you know, in, in our in our discussion, is uh, is is what I've always referred to as pointless bits of skill. <laughs> yeah. the, the the absolute, you know, there's 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 bits of skill that's really useful. If you're particularly good at um, operating a uh, a frying pan, you're going to make a very talented fry chef. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that that can you know drive your work really. That's, yeah, that's yeah. something that's applicable, but. 
I guess we're talking yeah. about things that are like vastly inapplicable to your day to day, really. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the same way you know, talking about driving. Yeah. If you if you master the art of of driving a particular car, you can become a world champion. Exactly. Yeah. You can really excel at your game. But I'm talking about all the sort of random shit that we that we pick up. <laughs> I mean. For example, you know, I, it's something which I've always kind of, I've done, I think more than more than most, is kind of pick up on and learn and even obsess to a degree of pointless little sensory motor skills. Yeah, I mean, course, yeah. it could be catching things, throwing, uh, you know, throwing like balls of paper into yeah, the bin, into which is quite bin. a common one. It's yeah, one that, that, yeah, one that, that is one. Of, it's one that quite a few people do. Yeah. In my smoking days, I used to try and like catch cigarettes in my mouth as I'm like, you know, sort of like flick it up. From my palm, well, straight, straight. Yeah. Oh, not a chance! Oh God! No, oh, no. thank God! Oh, I no, imagine no. if you swallowed that. No, I, 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 on average, I have a one in six ratio of getting it in. So I that, think that's pretty be... good odds. I, I pay good money to see that. <laughs> no, I think, I think five and six would be impressive. But when you see a guy repeatedly missing. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the the cigarette hand to mouth trick. It kind of it looks a little bit lame. Whereas if you see someone doing it like every single time, first yeah, time, I guess, that's yeah. You know, so I think it's I think it's difficult. Like with a with a cigarette, for example, the contact area where you can actually catch it in your mouth is is very very short. Like you'd think actually yeah. there's two points you can catch it in your mouth, but no. Well, there is one because it's not open ended, and there yeah. is only one like small cylindrical close ended place where you can catch it in your mouth. So. Yeah. Actually, I feel like you're playing against the odds quite well. Oh, I would yes, say. I I'd, I'd argue yeah, you're yeah. playing against the odds quite well. Throwing a bottle into a bin, you're yeah. throwing something that's you know has quite a small um, like volume into yeah. something that has quite a large volume. Like I could. There's no direction involved. As yeah, well. like I could. Oh yeah. As in, as in there's no there's, there's no sort of like proximal sort of the not direction yeah. orientation. Yeah. You know that you know that bottle can go in in whatever rotation sort of path to that it takes there. but yeah a cigarette yeah. has to specific a cigarette onto the lips has to fall in a, in a, in a particular way so exactly you're dealing yeah. with yeah so you're kind of like looking at the you know how not only the not only the kind of the direction and the speed that you're throwing yeah. it in but also like the orientation yeah exactly and how you're going to do the little sort of like you know how you're going to like yeah you'd have to flick it there. quite well it's like um it, to be honest, like there's wind as well. Like if it's like a relatively yeah, yeah. windy day, then you, you're not gonna catch that. I think it's quite. I would say it's quite similar to maybe the easier version of that would be throwing food into your mouth. Like yeah, um, yeah. So which like throwing peanuts up in the air and seeing how high yeah. you can get it, and it's still sort of like land in your mouth. I've I've yeah. done that with like bigger like things and, and tried to see if I could. F- you know, get those in my mouth because obviously that's where the where the mm. challenge comes. So maybe I'll snap a chocolate, like a full chocolate, like bar, like for example that bounty, yeah, and yeah. like throw the whole thing in the air and try and catch it in my mouth without. Right, wow. Well, <laughs> trying really, <laughs> really well not to choke and die, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for the for the most part, failing quite badly actually. Um, mm. I'm not very good at throwing food into my mouth. I just it's a hard skill. I think it's really difficult. I think it's when you develop it in time. I wonder. Yeah, yeah if you if you're the sort of person like me, you you think about and theorize and apply science to and you yeah. kind of you become yeah as i said kind of you obsess a little bit over these things even if, you know no matter how trivial or pointless yeah of course. Uh, you everybody, to be. everybody has that one thing i yeah. feel everybody has like something that they just sort of obsess with. this is well this is what i'm arguing again well not arguing against but this is what i'm trying to kind of like open up the line of inquiry here is it is it like everyone does it or do some people care more than others did some people approach 
it more than others? Do some people not at all care about these random bits of skill? And do they do know. it? You know, I'm, I'm taking myself on a, as an example and anecdotally, you know, the people I know and the people I observe. There's one yeah. guy who works in my local Aldi. Who oh, yeah. Every single one of his moves is a kind of a magician's move. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So, so you know, he, he so so as he sort of like passes, uh, you know, the item from the conveyor belt through the laser into his other hand and onto the table. Everything is done with a certain kind of. Um, I mean, we're yeah, we're audio only here, so I'm not able. To <laughs> you can do it to me. A, you can show it to me. I'll try with, my with, best. With the use of the hands, it's sort of like very like pizzazz is maybe the word I would use, like very jazz yeah. handy. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, we're talking yeah. four man function here. Not only does it look really slick and really kind of really yeah. crisp and really really good of, sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's done. It's done with a kind of certain amount of precision, a certain amount of you know, like 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 when people get a pen and they like flick it around, they kind of rest it on there. Their middle finger, knuckle, oh yeah, and they kind of like do that little flick around. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of mine. That's one of my pointless pieces of skill. But I, I can't because I've never learned it. But but you'll teach me at some point. I will teach you. Yeah. You know, it's actually I I always thought it was quite hard to pick up, but um, I actually remember when I picked up like how to do it. Oh really? So I um, obviously I, I guess people don't know too clearly. So a bit of backstory is like mm. I'm a software developer. Um, I do computer, obviously you know this because you work with me, but yeah. I'm a software developer, I did computer science. Before I did computer science, um, I actually applied to do pharmacy at university. So I went to multiple universities oh, for like okay. pharmacy, like university interviews. Hmm. I think it was Keele, yeah, it was Keele University I went to yeah, yeah. Um, to do a, a pharmacy interview. You don't want to go there, it's in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, continue. It was it was quite nice. It was very like nature surrounded. It was like, mm. very nice. It's the most um, rural of all universities yeah, in the I UK. Think it's quite, quite nice. And it's not too far, like from here as well. And obviously my family lives in okay. here in Manchester, so um yeah, so I I watched this guy. Like uh, we were all sat in like groups on tables, we were like answering these quiz questions. Well, I say quiz questions obviously trivializes it, but actually they were, mm. you know, it was some sort of assessment, like I think it was like a mathematical assessment. Oh which, yeah, yeah. Which I'd finished quite early. Um, because I'm quite good at maths, but <laughs> not the sound big head, but <laughs> I've, I've, I've always been quite good at maths. So I finished quite early and I was watching this kid still do his. Mm. I was watching him very closely and he started pen spinning. And I remember a couple of people at school, I was like, oh, cool, they can do that. Like, I wish I could do that, but it seems so complex. Yeah. I watched him and observed him so like intently to try and figure out what he was doing. And wow. then I tried it and I, I picked it up and I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, I can't believe... Wow. So what's, what's quite weird about that is like now I've gotten to that point with that skill and I do this like unintentionally. I think mm. this is where the skill gets pointless. So spinning my pen at my desk, yeah. I think actually works as a good way to reduce like my anxiety and sort of like help me concentrate a little bit. It's like a fidgeting mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I can also spin are knives, forks. Whoa. You know, like a broomstick, like oh, without yeah, the broom yeah. on the end. I can spin that entire thing using my two fingers and my thumb. Yikes. Like, no it's it's weird. No, no honestly, yeah. if I can find one somewhere, I will show you. I can do it with remote controls sometimes. Yeah. Like, but it's a remote controls are a bit thicker, so it's it's quite difficult. I did once try it with this laptop. That was a terrible idea. I almost <laughs> dropped that bad idea. I can do it with, like, chocolate bars. I can, like, it's yeah. um, occasionally thinner bottles I can do it with. Right. I think that's where the skill gets really pointless, like, being able to do it with a, with yeah. a long, like, yeah. literally a meter and a half long broom. And I'm there, like, spit, like, sort of, like, leaning back, like, in a very Matrix fashion and just sort of spinning it and, and hoping that I don't smack myself in the face in the process. So I imagine there's some kind of um, I mean, when 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 you're sort of like working on a, a, a new object to uh, to spin on your finger. Yeah. Uh, there's there's like a, 
uh, process. Yeah. In how you do, I mean, you don't just pick it up and spin it, do you? There's there's uh, there's, there's quite yeah, a, there's quite a bit of like there's quite a bit of kind of calculation, quite yeah. lots of cognitive like, where's the center sort of, of gravity, around. like where am I, where am I best going to be able to spin this so it then lands back into my hand because yeah. if something's very severely weighted to one side, for example, if a water bowl has like some water in it, yeah. then it will obviously be severely weighted to the bottom. So you would move your hand slightly further down so the weight does the momentum for you as opposed to your actual flick. Right, Whereas right. with a pen, you hold it quite high up because you're the one forcing the momentum. Yeah. Because it's quite light and because actually it's a bit heavier on the top side where you're spinning it, the light side has no effect because all of the weight lies more in the center of gravity. What is it? I think it's called... Um, uh, what like... Uh, it's like it's not circular motion but it's like something centrifugal force that's the exact yeah. thing I'm looking for is that when yeah. is that when things all sort of come point, towards yeah. the centre yeah, yeah, yeah I guess like that central the point gyroscope is. Uh, sort of yeah, principle yeah. isn't it yeah yeah so uh, so yeah and I imagine like a lot of this is you know you're also looking at like the surface of the floor how yeah. grippy your hands happen to be if they're sweaty yeah, they're yeah. dry um, yeah there's probably like a whole load of things that you're kind of like semi-consciously calculating in your head to sort of like pull pull off this stuff, yeah. and, and the more you do it, the more you're developing this skill. The more yeah. you're developing all the the kind of the principles and the things that you're thinking about um, when you do this. That's actually a really really good example, actually, just because of the complexity of, yeah. uh, of what you do. I'll, um, give, you, I'll give you an example of, uh, of oh, go on. One, uh, one one that I uh, I learned. It's the uh, it's the sound of water dropping. Do you know the uh, I don't know. I mean, most people know it from Ferris Bueller and Cameron Fry's kind of like doing his. You're gonna hate me, but I've never seen Ferris Bueller. Oh, I've always wanted to watch it, but I just never like found the time. You're, I prob say that, you're probably just young enough to watch Ferris Bueller. It's the sort of film that you don't yeah. really want to watch on the back of your mate's recommendation. Oh, definitely. Of, um, because it's it's very much a, a, a kind of a sign of it's a sign of the times thing, and you you watch it at a certain age in a certain era, and it makes sense. Um, anyone else watching it? It's just it's just a, a crappy eighties John Hughes movie. But um, <laughs> I'm digressing again. Um, that's okay. That's yeah. the the point of this is to just tangent as much as we want, oh, and, okay. and then nice. like purely come back to to still have some sort of thread. Yeah, the, <laughs> we we have like the, the the main topic. I think we spoke mm. about it quite in in quite some detail already. Um, mm. But yeah, oh the, so, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, water, the, drop the, the water the water drop noise. So it's, it's that thing. I mean, you might have seen a few people do it. You may not have. I don't know. But it's um, it's where you kind of like you, you you tap your cheek and you force the air out of your mouth in a certain way, so it makes like a kind of noise. Like a whoa, that's amazing. Is that, is that picking up on the microphone? Yeah, really well actually. Okay. Yeah. That's a I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 let's, let, let me try and give you like like a few minutes of a, a lesson. Uh, of how to do it, and it might, yeah. I've I've done the same for quite a few things, like, like <laughs> using chopsticks and whatever. And it's quite interesting when you actually yeah. try and work out the thing that you have um, intrinsically learned, yeah. And trying to explicitly explain that for someone to extrinsically take, like, take on board in, and, and yeah, yeah, and to learn. It's it's a lot to do with like the um, you know the stages of competence. Oh yeah, yeah. The four stages of competence. I think when you get to the point of unconscious competence in something, mm. like it's very hard I think to, to teach somebody like how you do something like when we go climbing sometimes like um, yeah. like Mark who is a guy that works with us for anybody who doesn't know that um, he like will climb like a wall like he'll climb a set at, or I don't know what it's called but 
I'll be like, how on earth did you do that? And he won't have even like consciously thought about what route he took yeah. or what particular movements he did. He would have to do it again slower and be conscious of the fact that he's trying to remember mm. to actually tell me or show me how he does it. So that's quite... So yeah, I guess yeah. it's the same thing, like like being able to figure out how you do something. But, so. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, yeah, you, you kind of work it out on your own. In, yeah. and, and you kind of like, you communicate that in probably like a, a, non, a non-verbal way. I don't, I don't know how the internal memory works when you're learning something yourself, um, especially a skill as opposed to, say, a language. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or a piece of knowledge or something. But, um, but you do that, and then you kind of have to like do that kind of interpretation of your not necessarily verbal thoughts, and I have to kind of like... Um, yeah, verbalize or kind of articulate that. Yeah, yeah. People to learn. So let's try this just as a, as a, as a little, <laughs> little experiment. We're renaming this podcast to yeah, How yeah. to Make a Water <laughs> Droplet <laughs> Nuts with Margin Dan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, this is all, this is going to be even even weirder, even better or worse on my show, the fact that we're doing this audio only. <laughs> because it's, it's probably it's, look it's, sillier yeah. if we had a camera just like watching us. Yeah. But you listeners can't see what I'm doing with my lips, or you know the timing of how I how I hit the uh, you know how I strike my cheek. Um, but I'll try and I'll try and describe it. I'll describe the principle of it, and yeah. then I'll describe the process of, of how you do it and the timing, and then ultimately we'll try and put it all together. I don't expect you to get it straight away first. <laughs> but I think I've succeeded if you get the principle of, right, okay. of, uh, of what I'm doing, and then you've got enough information for you to practice what we're what we're doing, and then okay. I think I've successfully communicating a, a, a skill uh, for you to go away and then master the skill <laughs> just show other people yeah 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 so if you imagine so first of all let's concentrate on the, the mouth movement and the way the the, the lips and the the mouth cavity yeah. form to make that particular sound so the lips so you start off just with a really really kind of a, a narrow ooh. so it's like an ooh, but the you know the but the um but the cheeks uh come in a little bit so you kind of so, so it's not, it, it, so it's not like a, uh, it's not like, ooh, but it's a real ooh. You're almost like forcing the lips out and push, and and because of that, the um, uh, the cheeks yeah. kind of like, kind of they don't suck in, but they yeah. go in. Yeah. Like the sort of the sort of maybe moment you would see somebody um, hit the dirt, really, but like ooh, yeah, that sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a, ooh, like like a, even more like an ooh, yeah, yeah, like an exaggerated yeah. version of that. And the movement from the ooh is is one of I suppose making the sound makes no sense. It's like a why, why. So, oui. so you imagine the air solo rising from the from. I can't explain the actual parts of the uh, uh, the mouth cavity, but it kind of rises, and, and then and then the oi. You can oui. if you can if you can visualize how the air in your mouth goes from the oo oui. to the wall to the oi and the oi bit is really <laughs> is really crucial you can feel the air uh, kind of uh, leaving in quite a smooth but a fairly oh yeah I get what you mean oi yeah so that's that's generally the, the kind of the, the movement that you need the way that this sound works and I'm, I'm not all that sort of like clued up on the uh, uh, on the phonics of this but it is forcing air to escape through a, a, a particular s- shaped cavity yeah. in a particular speed. Yeah, like the same as whistling. Yeah. 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 You restrict the you restrict the cavity to a certain shape and size. Mm-hmm. You push the air through in a particular way, and it vibrates the air around. Yeah. So it's this same sort of idea, um, and this it's simply like it's 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 like a. How do I describe it best? It's like a, a 
cushion of air? No, it's just like a it's like a pocket. Packet, I was going to say, but pocket, pocket, packet. Yeah, pocket I think well. either work, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a packet of air, which you're kind of, you're, you're, you're setting up in the mouth with the ooh and with a woo and with the oi sort of um, movement of the, of the yeah. mouth. You kind of release it in a particular way. Now... I feel like you're teaching me another language. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like I'm. Yeah, it feels like I'm. I'm feels like first, a very feels like a very intense vocal lesson. I yeah. feel like I'm learning some sort of like tribal language. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, solve the web analysis. I'm going to go into a speech and language therapy after this. Hey, but, um, go for it. <laughs> Linguistics. Yeah. But it's so is that forcing the air out? Now to aid the air from moving a little bit quicker, uh, it helps if you give the air a little bit of a push. So if you're able to sort of push that air out just a little bit quicker on top of, so your movement will shape the flow of the air, but a little discreet tap on the cheek with your yeah with your index finger to the middle fleshiest bit of your uh, of your yeah, cheek yeah yeah will kind of force the air a bit more it will push the air out a little bit quicker. So it's combining the oi kind of uh, mouth movement yeah. with the tap. Now, again, I have to now think of how I do it before I'm able to describe it. So it's a... Oh, I'm getting close, actually. Yeah. I'm getting little, small baby ones. Yeah. So it's, it's right on the start of the movement. Oh, so right on the start of the mouth movement. So, so the all you can hold static. And it's once you tran trans... Once you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we have right, something let's... there. Wait. Oh, get in there. I can't believe I'm picking this up so quickly. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I feel that... Oh. No, I'm hitting yeah. the wrong bit. And now the, it, now, yeah. the, now the trial now and practice. error and yeah, experimentation... Figure out like, the intricacies of it all kicks and in, you yeah. sort of figure it out. Yeah, it's how I learned to, uh, to swim. I mean, I yeah. Weirdly, I, I kind of... I mean, in... At least when I was a kid, I have no idea what the state, what the situation is now. But the, there wasn't like a there wasn't compulsory swimming education or swimming lessons or anything oh, like yeah. that. Kind of most schools did it, you know, primary schools or secondary schools, yeah, or maybe yeah. your maybe your parents taught you, or maybe your uh, or maybe like your friends' parents or something like that, or maybe you went to a swim club when you were yeah, yeah. when you were a kid. But I'd say you know of, of my kind of class of about 120 or class my year my yeah. school year. I'd say pretty much maybe nine tenths of them were able to swim. I know that because I remember one of the school trips that we went on. Oh. Uh, I was in this one non-swimming group <laughs> who wasn't going to do the kayaking and stuff like oh, that, God, which was yeah. a shame. I think it was one group in ten, so so I was literally like that ten percent of rubbish kids who couldn't swim. <laughs> I mean, oh. water sports terrify me regardless. So oh, really? like, oh. I can't do water. I'm just I have this like weird fear of like deep water. I love swimming. Like, don't get in me wrong. In shallow water, would you? No, shallow water's fine. Okay. It's just yeah, deep yeah, water. Yeah. I um, I used to swim a lot as a kid. I used to swim for a team. Right. Um, okay. So I have like some like medals and trophies from when I was younger. But this was like around around the age of like eight or nine. Mm. I got actually quite good. Um, I actually remember very distinctly on a on a school trip to a, a, a tournament. Um, like sort of watching this girl, and like I think that was like the first moment when I was like, what like had like sort of some interest in a girl because like, I looked at her and I was like 
Maybe I was just in awe at how well she could swim, but she yeah. genuinely looked like a dolphin. And were you like, only wearing swimming trunks at the time? Because if, this was, I was so, too you were young. straight into that water. <laughs> yeah. I, was way, I think I was way too young for any of that to, oh, okay, uh, okay. to come to fruition, right, but, uh, right. for lack of a, a better phrase. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think I was just in awe. I think I was genuinely just amazed at how well this girl could swim. Like She was yeah. phenomenal. Appreciation Far superior to me. Exactly. Appreciation of Appreciation skill. of how amazing Coming she could again. swim. She was like... It was genuinely like watching a dolphin in water. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just you're getting it. Yeah, you're, I'm getting you're, it. Actually, you're actually getting the principle. Yeah. It's, but yeah. yeah. Um, it requires a bit of an open mind. I've, I've tried to explain it to people who really kind of wanted to know, but really couldn't be asked to spend the, the five minutes listening to my description and working out the kind of... The, hey, the, the well, everybody's going to have to listen to it now, so... Yeah, indeed. Oh, they can fast forward that bit. But like semi... Like... like Try and work out my kind of like semi-scientific explanation because it's kind I, of, yeah. yeah, I think there's I think there's a bit of a I think it's quite ama- it would be quite amazing if anybody picked up and learned how to do that skill just from like audio. Obviously, there's a lot of visual cues yeah. that you gave I mean, you me. Can, that, yeah, you can see what yeah, I'm doing made and it a lot the, easier the precision me, but... and how quickly or slowly I'm tapping with my finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, please, um, yeah, send us send us your feedback, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> send, us, send, us, send us little videos of you trying to do these uh... well we were talking yeah. about that actually, actually just like on that point we were talking about um, obviously if people like listen to this which I hope they do and, and they, they're like oh you know what actually I'm quite conscious that I have this particular skill and like mm. recording it and, and maybe like sort of like sending it to myself yeah because I'd love to watch those because like I just think watching people do something like amazing mm. is, is always something I enjoy watching oh yeah but you know I'd, I'd like to scratch the surface a little bit more not only see the skills but here's some explanation why yeah like how it. they and, do it yeah, and also what sort of person are they is this just like this one skill that they have or like me do they collect pointless bits of skills <laughs> they, do they have that hey, kind party of personality tricks. And, hey, party tricks. and do they do it more innately or do they do it more kind of like applying science or do they yeah you know and, and is it all one particular type of skill they know or do they just love Learning. I mean, that's yeah. That's yeah. The the thing that I'm curious about, the thing which we could go in various directions to explore, is just to understand this a little bit more. Understand, yeah. understand uh, learning skills, wanting to know skills, the desire for skills, the appreciation for skills, um, and these pointless skills. Oh, back to what I was saying about the, uh, the swimming. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I, uh, so I, from from the age of maybe ten, before I couldn't swim, or from the age of ten to the age of about thirty five. Um, I could fiddle and flap my way to do a length mm-hmm. and be knackered by the end of it uh, and then hold on to the side because if I was in the deep end then I would go under and, and yeah, cool. drown yeah. um, and then uh, spend a few minutes recovering and then come come back and then swim another length and mm. be knackered uh, until I, I thought right okay I, I, I seriously have to learn this I was I was going to be uh, visiting my girlfriend who was travelling out in uh, uh, Southeast Asia at the oh, time yeah. um, on my, my then girlfriend and uh, I felt it'd be a real shame for me to kind of miss out on the full kind of beach experience yeah, yeah, of you, know. Uh, you know I want to I want to swim in the sea I want to I want to especially like, like some of the some of the, like sort of like beaches and lakes and stuff you can find in Southeast Asia are gorgeous like, oh yeah especially yeah. like places like um, like Cambodia and like mm. Vietnam and, and stuff like that and they have absolutely amazing um, beaches and, and 
lakes and stuff. Oh yeah, well, some of the some of the lakes and sort of the, the beaches, the shorelines in uh, in Thailand were absolutely stunning. Oh yeah, off some of the uh, uh, the islands. But um, but yeah, I thought right, okay, it's time for you to learn, Dan. It's time for you to learn. <laughs> sort it out. You're working a job at the moment, which uh, which means you get in at nine and you finish at eight. When the hell are you actually going to be able to find time? to learn so I just YouTubed a couple of videos oh, yeah. basically worked out where I was going wrong and uh, I mean there were decent I mean there were lots and lots you know if you if you, if you Google learn X you're going to find lots of videos yeah, of whatever well, especially X nowadays yeah. yeah yeah and something like swimming yeah without a doubt you know there's, there's lots and lots of videos up there and there's some terrible ones and some okay ones and some good ones and the good ones are the ones which kind of explain things thoroughly yeah. who kind of who kind of explain the mechanics of it? Who explain yeah. the motivation behind it? Explain, you know, the the, the greater and richer and more enthusiastic the yeah. uh, the description is, the uh, the better you'll learn. But yeah, I realised exactly where I was going wrong. Yeah. My timing was out. I was basically oh. moving my limbs as quick as possible without <laughs> any kind of coordination of them. Yeah. Um, so I was just expending energy, and a lot of the time, you know, the the energy was, you know, it was counter, you know, the, like like one force of moving my arm maybe counter to the force of me moving my leg because I'm yeah not you were just sort of counterbalancing yourself well not counterbalancing no. but yeah like yeah I guess it's counterproductive <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, terrible so yeah the videos that I saw yeah that was, yeah, that was shocking uh, but oh, the videos that I saw oh, were I mean, along the lines of me just showing you how to do the water droplet sound it was good description which allowed me to fully take in what I was supposed to do yeah. and then it was a case of applying that and practicing that and honing it because the honing it, you can't really describe, I don't think. The no, precise... I think it's just trial and error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, you kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's muscle memory. You know, you, you, you work out, you know, the speed that you have to do something and the force that you have to do it and the, yeah. the frequency you have to do it. And, and uh... It's like small things that you sort of iterate on, like, over time. You're like, so, so when I was actually swimming, like, for a, a really long time, like, the first thing I sort of worked on was speed and then stamina and then, um, well, actually, I started with technique and then speed and then stamina and then I was able to swim, mar- well, not like an actual swimming marathon, but by marathons, I mean, like, longer distances, like, yeah. sort of, like, I could do maybe, like, a kilometre or two kilometres and, like, swim that constantly. Right, okay. Um, and uh, I used to do that quite a lot at a close, like, swimming pool to where I live now. Um, so yeah, it's just about knowing where improvement lies and, and s- slowly sort of focusing on a thing at a time to sort of like hone that almost like aspect of a skill. Yeah, I think skills obviously are split up into aspects that actually I think are reusable in, in other skills as well. So mm. yeah, definitely applicable to other things. Yeah, yeah, no, without a doubt. I'm wondering whether people. I mean, there's 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 so many like there's so many little like hypotheses we could explore here, oh, just on the basis of it. I mean, let's 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 just have a bit of a free brainstorm. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it down into audio. With this, yeah, this 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 microphone is our notepad right now. We're doing it, and then we can we can off air kind of work out a few things that we can kind of look into more, and then we'll do a, a few follow ups on this one. And yeah, see, definitely. And see see where where we go. Love I a mean, good series. Yeah, one example for you know for uh, a professional athlete. Or yeah. a professional musician is the yeah. sort of person who whose 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 job it is to develop an extremely high uh, level of skill in doing one specific thing. Yeah, are these people the kind of people who generally like developing skills? As in, like, you know, is is there is, is there kind of lust for skill development and, and skill perfection? Does it have a great breadth, 
or does it have a tiny breadth and a really really deep depth and is there some kind of is, 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 there, is there a pervading pattern or is there not will we find that musicians tend to be good at a whole load of other things as well or do we find that musicians are generally real clumsy bastards who could have <laughs> put one foot in front of the next but well, are fantastic I can tell you about a couple of those I know a couple of musicians who are actually um, mm. but I, I kind of know a bit I think of both it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think it actually poses another question which I, I had um, which I was going to ask you at some point but I think mm. like going into it would be would take ages but the general gist of the question is like like do you believe in like somebody being na- like naturally their innate ability to learn skills are better than others like do you believe in talent that's a really good one actually because because yeah, yeah. I, I think talent is like circumstantial actually I think mm. if, if myself and, and, and you were brought up in the exact same conditions with the exact same genetics with the exact same everything would we be the exact same proficiency in a particular skill or not and that's like a question that I always ask is like yeah because I always think I'm I always think I'm quite good at picking things up and I'm quite good at learning new skills quite quickly mm. however I know a lot of people who aren't like that yeah but it just takes them longer and I think you know like a good example is in high school or in college or something that you have like people who are bu- like very book smart they study for hours and hours and hours and hours to memorize things yeah whereas there are some people who just have almost this innate ability to just do better at something yeah. which is weird but I, I don't think it's like a matter of like genetics or like stuff like that I think it's purely circumstantial and environmental on your mm. like progress of how your brain maybe evolves or how yeah. your brain develops I don't know I think the uh, the kind of the, the, the weight of evidence and the current way of thinking is to suggest that this idea of talent is overrated yeah and the idea yeah as in like an innate talent yeah oh yeah of course um and you know possibly possibly i mean there's there's, i don't think anyone's drawn a line under it i don't think there's any kind of like conclusive absolute truth on it but it certainly seems like i mean i'm thinking particularly matthew saeed but bounce where he looks at practice he looks at oh yeah yeah yeah, the idea of ten thousand hours of of, yeah yeah yeah. of of honed conscious practice allows you to be yeah an actual sort of master which is uh, which is yeah it's really really interesting and that that kind of yeah that's a that's a really good kind of uh uh, um like exemplifier of the the current way uh, that people are thinking but i mean it's still a question that's 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 open to debate it's like so what is this idea of talent i mean could it be just a, a kind of a lazy catch-all to... If yeah. you can't be bothered to explain why someone's good at something, it's like, they're oh, natural talent. Well, actually... Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Actually, they just have a really good... I mean, it could be, for example, a really well-developed mechanism for learning. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, for example, um, uh, pretty below average when it comes to something like project management, let's just say. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to remembering stuff, as in just remembering facts. I mean, it yeah. got me. It, it got me through school. Got me through sixth form. Got me through university. Yeah. I, didn't, I should have tried a lot harder in all of those. But, yeah, <laughs> I think I agree yeah, with that. My, my my grade suggests that I did actually try quite hard. But no, I always put it down to the fact that my brain just works well. Yeah, I always saw that as well. But I, it may be that it may not be. It may be that at some point early in life I worked out how to learn. I mean, people do it consciously these days. Yeah. It happened for decades, you know. The idea yeah. of mnemonics and applying mnemonics and if you get into a habit of, um, if you get into a habit of using mnemonics yeah. as you learn things on a day-to-day basis, I imagine that you can build up, you know, fantastic, you know, fantastic sort of like body of knowledge uh, on all sorts of things yeah. in the world. Oh, well, there's that effect. Um, 
where so so the way people are, are sort of like finding it easier to like memorize things and to learn languages per se at the moment mm. is um like flashcards are really good because they're both visual they can be both visual and audio and kinesthetic Mm. Um, like cues and and it's very good for like all people of different learning types so obviously like some people are auditory some people are kinesthetic and some people are visual yeah, kinesthetic yeah. and visual the same thing yeah no kinesthetic is movement that's the one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's like you know doing reading listening yeah, essentially yeah. Um, and it's it's quite interesting because these flashcards essentially you have like let's say three columns mm. and one of which is you know you review these particular things once every hour yeah if you if you you know if you think it was quite easy you would put it in the four day column so there'd be like a, a one oh, hour okay. one yeah, hour yeah. one day four days and so if you were quite unsure but you got there you would put it in one day if you mm. got there with relative ease you would come back to it in four days yeah. and if you didn't get it right you would put it straight back to the bottom of the pile so then in a day's time you would review the day pile and you would do the same thing was right, it easy right. you'd put it into four days was it not so easy you'd put it back into an hour if you know you yeah. were kind of in the middle, you would keep it in the day pile. That's a, um, it's actually a technique I'm using at the moment to learn Japanese. So right, okay. I'm using that to like memorize like like kanji characters and stuff. Mm. So and that's like super useful. Like it's doing me wonders, yeah. like so to speak. It's a great way of learning because yeah, Japanese like, to me seems like such a complex language, but yeah, actually yeah. using this technique, it seems a little more straightforward. So with this technique, you're able to identify your weaknesses and address them immediately. Yeah, Basically, exactly. you, 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 you spot your mistakes yeah. and you you can quickly identify and rectify the mistakes yeah. in a very, very kind of explicit, obvious, physical kind of way. Yeah, exactly. It'd be more difficult to do. I mean, to learn a language, to learn facts, to learn individual, like pieces of information would be uh, yeah it's it's kind of applicable to learn more complex things I don't know and to well, learn to learn actual sort of physical skills I I'm, I'm not yeah. sure I mean well on the on, just on the talk of like language actually <coughs> I think I think it's you know it's easy to memorize things but actually mm. application of that thing is the difficult part so yeah. my I had an old physics teacher um, she used to both love me and hate me I believe because I was a mm -hmm. bit of a bit of a rowdy kid not yeah actually it was a bit of a rowdy kid I used to get into a lot of fights but um she always said to me that people who are clever and people who are intelligent are two vastly different kinds of people Probably, so people yeah. who are clever are people who are able to memorize things quite easily they're able to you know list things off the top of their head quite easily mm. they're book smart yes yeah, is, yeah. is, is the way that I simply explain it an intellectual is somebody who's able to take that information mm. that they've learned, they've memorized and whatnot, and be able to apply it to different situations. Yeah. And that's how she always explained the difference between being clever and being an intellectual. Yeah. To me. So maybe obviously like some people are just clever. They are just really good at memorizing stuff. Some people have photographic memory, some people, mm. you know, have like incredibly good selective memory. And then there's those people who can, you know, really capitalize on that memory almost and, and use that yeah. to power their intellectualism, so to speak, which I think is quite amazing. So the, so the knowledge, as in like the uh, the big bank of facts, yeah. is just the starting point. Yeah, like and being able to apply yeah. that, you know, this table, you know, you know that generally tables are square. That's mm. a fact, I guess, all rounded. Uh, 
quadrilateral. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're um, sitting here at a rectangular table. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And then. But yeah, yeah, but yeah you know, you, you know, know, know these facts. You know, it's been made out you know, of this, this quite material, clever. and yeah, yeah, they can be like, oh, you know what? Tables are tables are normally made out of wood. Yeah. You know, they're normally you know maybe square, rectangular sort of shape, maybe even possibly oval. Yeah. Um, but then you have an intellectual who can basically say, oh, well, I know a table's round. I know mm. it generally has four, or, or it's rectangular. I know it generally has four edges. I know it's generally made of wood. So actually, I think mm. I can make, you know, a relatively good calculation and say, this is classified as a table. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas a person might be able to say, I know all these facts about a table. Mm. Another person might be able to say, you know, actually, this is classified as a table by yeah. all of these means and these facts and sort of applying it to something, if that makes sense. Mm. Or otherwise, to see a table and realise it's made out of metal, to uh, look uh, out the window and realise the sun is shining directly on it, and you've got to pick up your chocolate bar right away because that thing's going to melt on you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of having, having the knowledge of, you know, here is the knowledge of the sun, yeah. of thermodynamics, uh, of... of Conductivity of, uh, of of heat through you know, of yeah. the metal uh, of the very low melting point of chocolate, yeah, and well, the fact that you don't want melted chocolate, you want that chocolate bar exactly you <laughs> as you hoped, as you bought it. If you don't mind, because we do have some chocolate just on the table here, I'm gonna I'm gonna scoff and continue eating at the same time, just just more than anything, just for effect. Go for it. Just see what I am. Um, well, interestingly enough, like the you know the chimneys next to our desks. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we have, like, chimneys next to our desk which have, like, a, a relatively, like, metal outer layer. And, mm. you know, on... on Foil on, kind of. Yeah, like, on sunny days, which are very rare in Manchester, as we are know and are well aware of. Mm. I, before even getting up to close the, like, the curtain or close the blind, I knew exactly how low I need to make it to prevent it from reflecting into my eye. Just wow. by knowing my eye height, you mm. know, how it normally reflects, or how, you know, what time of day it is and how the sun's reflecting in, uh, or how the sun's sort of shining into the window. Mm. And at what angle that chimney actually is to reflect into my eyes. And I could just get up and be like, cool, done. Like, mm. oh, sort of, sorry, I'll, I'll make some sounds for it. And then, <laughs> or like, <laughs> Um, and, and it just sort of lo- <laughs> uh, and it lowers you make it sound like we work in like a really old factory um, and you just work sort of, in an old building but yeah yeah and then lower that um, just lower it to the perfect amount so it no yeah. longer reflects in my eyes and you wouldn't have been able to do that first time oh hell no yeah you, definitely you, you, not. you just yeah you've you worked it out you've you kind of stored the parameters yeah in, like, your, in your mind not, not even like semi-consciously no yeah, just yeah, just yeah. Just no, did it's just, it. It's just it's just floated in there through through yeah. practice, and you kind of have a yeah. like like footballers being able to hit. You know the crossbar challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. Like being able, like knowing exactly how to sp- ping pong. It's a perfect example. Knowing yeah. exactly which angle to hit it at. Yeah. Knowing exactly how much spin to put on it. Mm. Knowing exactly what speed you need to move your hand at. Yeah. All just incredible amounts of like skill. Mm. Obviously, this deviates a lot from pointless skills but yeah. you know for the most part that's it's just amazing how mm. an intellectual you know like people can get good at ping pong yeah actually i'm gonna pause there and actually just say that i remember reading an article about this thing called um an, ad- an expert beginner okay so i'll give you the example of bowling 
for mm. example. You know, you might go ten bowling. Pin, ground, ten ground pin, ground green. Ten pin, oh, okay, ten yeah, pin. yeah, I can't stand them. I, I don't, I don't know any other kinds of bowling apart from ten pin. I apologise for being uncultured. <laughs> you, you know, you know, all geezers with cloth caps. Oh like, yeah, on the summer lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like yeah. crown green bowling. Oh no, oh definitely not. Like indoor bowls as well. I thought that was bowls. Is that not bowls? No, bowl is the French the betonque. It's the it's the it's the metal bowls that you throw into. Yeah. There's a similar one, but they're, they're, they're bigger balls made of I don't know what lacquer. Except also, it's crown green ball. Yeah, and you kind of you kind of roll you roll it along the ground yes. as opposed to throw it up in the air. Right. Um, but, so, yeah. But yeah, we're talking ten pin bowling here. Yeah. Right, ten pin bowling. You know, let's say you go quite regularly. You get to a point and you're like, um, you know, I can maybe score. So obviously the max score being three hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, I can maybe get like. Two to three. You know, you, you continue practicing this ridiculous technique that you seem to think is like this really good technique. Mm. You haven't learned how to bowl properly. <laughs> Just from your experience, you're going down a particular path that eventually mm. you're going to hit a standstill and realize I can't go any further with this path of learning. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah, yeah. Me and, and that's the that, idea that of this. me and swimming. That's the idea of this expert beginner. Like, yeah, you might be able to go and score 130, 120, 130 every time. You yeah. know, maybe get a strike or two, maybe get a spare or two. But to truly get to that level of... The difficulty is, once you're already down that path, you then have to revert everything that you've learnt so far yeah. and learn properly. Yeah, you've and edged a very deep groove and it's going slightly wrong direction. Exactly, yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. the idea of this expert beginner is. Because people think, you know... A good another good example is just like development. People think they're like really really good at development mm. because they can you know copy and paste some code. Or, yeah, software development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, because they can copy and paste some code and they they know a little bit about what it does and they don't really know the intricacies of the code or mm. or what it does and they don't really think about the big picture and they don't really think about like good techniques and stuff. They just think, yeah. oh, you know what? I've achieved this like this goal that I've set out to do. Maybe it being a website. Mm. Yes, you can make websites, but can you make them well? Probably not. Like, you you know, there's a lot of skill around, you know, you learn, maybe you learn something new in coding, like you learn how to make a list of things. Yeah. Yeah. You, of course, you can just make a list of whatever you want, but being able to apply that to a problem is where mm. the true skill towards like intellectualism or the true skill towards, um, being an expert in something lies. It's being knowing all of these, the sheer amount of facts and just being able to apply them yeah. to a problem, to an issue, and being able to solve it one of one of various ways. Like, so what was that concept called again? Expert beginner. This idea of an expert beginner, yes. Right. Because you're you're still in that beginner state because you're never gonna become an expert. Yeah. But you're an expert being a beginner. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a very odd concept. It's, it's, it's a very, very, it's a, it's a finely honed, imperfect technique. Or sub, That's exactly sub, the yeah, way you, they described yeah, it on got, the article. Right, right, okay. So that you, was, got, yeah. you literally just hit the nail on so the head. It's suboptimal, but you've spent ages being yeah. as, as, as yeah it, it has a it has a, a limit to how good it can exactly. be me and my swimming basically <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. I've, just, I've never yeah. seen you swim and so I've, I don't know of pre-youtubing the videos and learning how to swim properly yeah. yeah the fiddling and flapping for ages and work and doing it even harder yeah. even harder like, even harder might, not, eventually you yeah. might be able to get from one side to another well you did you said you could yeah. get from one side to another but yeah. but then in order for you to learn how to swim properly you would have to almost revert all of that and like yeah set yourself back at zero but actually 
you spend in order to become a true expert and you're currently an expert beginner you have to de-skill yourself almost yeah. to the point where you are a beginner again and make sure that your learning is very like streamlined with how to become an expert in that field mm, mm. and that's I think that's a, a key actually it's just yeah. an interesting article what I read about this idea of an expert beginner mostly in the field of software development but actually they used that example of bowling for example yes. um, and then I worried for about uh, at least a week afterwards as to whether or not that applied to me uh, realised it didn't thank god um, it probably applies to pretty much everyone in, in, in a context oh yeah definitely like, yeah, I definitely yeah. think I'm an expert beginner at bowling I'm not going to get better at bowling yeah. I can I'm not even I can, I'm a beginner beginner at I can bowling, I yeah. can eventually I can get maximum like 160 and that's from absolutely blasting it down the lane but I don't go yeah. to, I don't bowl to get really good at bowling I bowl because it's kind of fun sometimes yeah, yeah. ping pong on the other hand which obviously mm. both of us play against one another yeah, yeah. ping pong is something that I'm truly testing out like different skills and I'm trying to learn how to spin properly and I'm mm. sort of trying to figure out how you know momentum really affects like all of my hits and, and sort of trying to do the maths and the physics this like, is purely through experimentation or you experimentation. All, you also you also YouTubing bits and I, sort of like I did out. I YouTube I YouTube people that are experts at it yeah and I just because I sent you that video I sent you a video the other day about these like top 10 yeah I love yeah. top 10 videos uh, top 10 like amazing I think it was like Olympic uh, like Olympic like uh, rallies or something yeah, yeah. and I was like this is incre this is incredible like this is I, I may never get to this stage mm. but like I, I will bloody well try um, but then like almost like picking up on some of that stuff but actually just yeah. from my experiences of playing other people I pick up things from them yeah, so picking yeah. up how to spin I never knew how to spin properly until you know I played like Jamie who yeah. um, spoiler is going to be on the next episode of this podcast um, uh, Jamie's a great guy um, yeah I learned from him like how to actually spin and not because he mm. taught me just because I was able to observe understand what he'd done to achieve that effect yeah. and then like trial it myself mm. essentially until I figured it out obviously I, you can never perfect spinning in ping pong I guess but you can, you know, you can you, get to a pretty yeah, you good can get, you can, yeah you can get to a very very high standard yeah. funnily enough exponential the, uh, well not exponential sorry plateaus eventually yeah, doesn't yeah, it that, so. is, that is the learning curve that we yeah. talk about the, that, that learning curve I think would increase quite quite late it's, it's quite a typical learning curve the fact that you're um, you start off with a, a real sort of like quick accelerated learning and then you and plateau then, and, and it's then, very then, difficult to it's where yeah, it's where you plateau, I suppose, and to, to identify for what yeah. reasons you plateau. Funnily enough, I was maybe I, I being an expert beginner is one of those reasons you plateau. It's yeah. possible. I think it's a good description of an early plateauing. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, to work out where the uh, the plateau occurred and why is quite is, is quite uh, quite interesting. But yeah, funnily enough, Matthew Said, who I mentioned before about the bounce. Oh yeah. The book he also wrote. Black I do need Box to read Thinking. that book. Ah, I've a, heard about Black no. Box Thinking actually. Yeah, that's, that's 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 fantastic. I haven't read Bounce. I know the principles. But I read Black Box oh, Thinking. I might, I might try and read Bounce. It's very good. But he was uh, uh, he was UK's number one table tennis player. No way. Well, I mean, I first knew him as a as a table tennis player in, Whoa, in the eighties. You know the. the Show like a minority sport every <laughs> once a couple of months on BBC or Channel Four or something. Like that. I just remember, I remember this 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 bald dude who who was who was pretty. I mean, he was nowhere near as good as the Asian players. Yeah, uh, but you know, well, he, was, he was the best in the he was the best in the country. And yeah. many years later, he became like a sports journalist and started writing books. But yeah, if you yeah, you couldn't think of a more yeah. There, there really isn't a more 
sort of apt or applicable skill you can look yeah. at uh, when you're talking about being an expert and the man who wrote the book about it. Uh, <laughs> also by Matthew Sayed because he. Uh, well, he, I didn't know that. I, I, yeah, I, I guess I just went off the fact that a lot of us play ping pong quite regularly now, mm. and, and a lot of us are actually getting quite. It's the same as foosball, actually. We have a foosball table in the office as well. And, mm. But Dom, for example, got to a, a, an incredible level with foosball, like to the point where I was like right. absolutely amazed. I, I'm an expert beginner at foosball. I could beat your average Joe easily. Yeah. Uh, but I struggle up against like people like Dom or Charles who left. Mm. Um, I really sh- like struggle against those because they really honed like a skill yeah. in foosball, whereas I just like play sort of angle physics as I like to call it and yeah. just sort of play the angles and hope that that works out but that's more than what I do where it's I'm just yeah well you know I'm yeah. <laughs> just hit it as, as yeah. much as you can it's all it's all it's, it's all like... brawn and no brain it's yeah like, <laughs> side to side as quick as possible rotate as quick as possible it's basically me swimming before I learn how to <laughs> but there's, again, in, there's so much fun yeah. in that there's so much fun in just messing around and then for it like to just work out really isn't there yeah yeah there's yeah it's yeah. probably yeah Maybe. Yeah. I say maybe because yeah, working it out slapdash trial and error can be fun, but yeah. kind of working out the technique and being a bit more kind of clinical and a bit more. I think there's a lot of fun in that. For as me, well. for me, I you know I dig that. Yeah. I imagine not everyone. No, probably not. And that maybe. is uh, yeah that again we return to this idea of let's just see the patterns of, of human behaviour and yeah. see you know is it that is you know, it? do we do we fall into two camps are we the kind of the uh, yeah, are we the skillophobic and the skillophilic, or are we? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good way of putting how it. How does it how does it work out, or is it like a spectrum? Is it very clear that there's people who fall one side True. or the other? Do some people like gather many skills in many aspects? I mean, yeah. That's from, from spread now, myself too thin. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. From now, we uh, yeah we go out in the field. We find out some uh, yeah yeah. Let's uh, let's answer... try and answer some of those questions and uh, and listeners with your help as well. You know we yeah hopefully hear about your personal experiences with with skills, whether useful or useless. People you know, kind of mm-hmm. you know. We it's... shall review them all. You shall be reviewed and given a score out of ten for yeah. whatever innate like random ability you have yeah I may even put a questionnaire together if anyone's up for uh, oh, that yeah, would be really crunch, good oh you love your numbers, numbers. Like, some numbers. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it actually I think that's a good place to leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger indeed and go yeah, into yeah. more detail about the science you know like on the next because mm. we all love a good series oh yeah um, <laughs> and I, I love reoccurring guests that's always yeah. welcomed but honestly yeah this has been a, a, a fantastic uh, podcast it's nice trying out like a different dynamic with somebody else because mm. obviously we get on well you know in and outside of work no, but it's it's interesting no, we, do. we do really no we don't yeah. who why are you here um this <laughs> is easy a, this is a easy pity, dig, a pity call out um but yeah no uh, thank you very much for being my guest on my podcast uh, you're thank the you for first of, me. of hopefully many and and the first yeah. of many times of you being on this podcast yeah, we'll, we'll definitely explore this issue further and in, uh, in, in in sort of future episodes as well yeah. as other issues no doubt you know. yeah definitely might even have more than like just one guest we could probably have like a bit of a group discussion about it oh excellent maybe even if we could talk about analytics at some point and then you go you can blow my mind because i know nothing about it. um <laughs> 
but yeah absolutely fantastic thank you very much for for joining me on my podcast um i've been much your host yeah and i've been dan your guest very very special guest and <laughs> thank you for listening